Ben. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. Well, welcome back, listeners, for the third episode of the Hard Transitions podcast, and uh, it's it's gonna be a fun one because I won. You won. Abby won her first week of fantasy football. She is now undefeated lifetime in fantasy football. So true. Uh, never, you know, no one. Never been defeated. No NFL franchise could make that claim. No other fantasy football player could probably make that claim at this point. Or maybe some. Um, but yeah, undefeated. Wow. So how does it feel? It feels great. So last time we talked, I was projected to win. So this probably shouldn't be a surprise to most people. However, right. whenever I checked, like mid-Sunday day, mm-hmm. so there's a couple games going on, I still had probably like three or four people to play like that night and monday morning and right. I, I can't remember what it was the stupid fantasy app was like not working all day which yeah is, that was a huge bummer it was so annoying but i think at one point i was at like 45 points and they had 70 plus and it was not looking good i was projected to lose by i think at least 10 points because my man gronk yeah, he had to sit out the first week. What was yeah, up with that? I don't know. What I don't know. And my backup tight end, uh, McDonald from San Francisco, looks like. I mean, he put up seven points for me, but I really oh, think that. Yeah, but I really think that Gronk would have, you know, sealed the deal for me before. Actually, did he play on Monday? No, no he played, played Sunday. Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he w- well, he would have played Sunday night, right? Cardinals. Um, so I ended up winning ninety nine to ninety seven. Oh, so you actually really need the seven points from the San Francisco tight end too. Yeah. Because he played late Monday. Oh, did he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, I didn't realize that. But the real MVP on my squad was. Yeah. Well, we'll set the stage a little bit better here. So, Sunday night, you're very in the lead. <laughs> uh, Sunday night, you were down by how many points? I'd say at least 20 or 30. Okay, so you're down by, yeah, you're down by about 30 points. No, you're down by more. You're down by uh, 33 points. So 33 points. And basically you were like, eh. There goes that. Right, yeah. So, I mean, the score was 66 to 97, and you're pretty much just like, oh, well, we'll get it. We'll get it tomorrow. Yeah, better luck next time, champ. Yeah. And then, you know, Monday night comes around, and who did you have left then? So we've already kind of discussed. You had McDonald's, your tight end for San Francisco, and then who was your other player? D'Angelo Williams for the Steelers on Monday. All right, so the Steelers' backup running back, D'Angelo Williams. He's yes. playing in replacement of De- uh, Le'Veon Bell right now. Yes. He was, your, he was your hero. Yeah, and I got into work on Monday – and we're talking to, you know, all the coworkers who are also in this league. And I pretty much said, I was like, I, I mean, there's like no hope for me. I need D'Angelo Williams to have the best game of his life or else, you know, whatever. And that's not going to happen. Yeah. Well. Guess what? He did amazing. I don't even know how many. It looks like he had 143 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, he really went off. The The Steelers laid it on the, uh, laid it on the Redskins. Oh, the Washington football team. Yes, that's BPC. So he actually put up 28 points for me. So he really closed that gap and was what I needed to pull ahead. 
Yeah, so the 27 points you got from D'Angelo. 28. Oh, sorry. 28 points you got from D'Angelo didn't put you ahead, though. No. No, because it would put you at uh, 94 points to 97 points. You know, that would have been the, mm-hmm. the score. So, yeah, you actually really needed that, that backup tight end to, to fill in for you. So that's big. That's big. Do you feel like you, you, you kind of have a better better grasp of, like, how the week kind of unfolds now? Yeah, I guess. Um, it's interesting to see how well your bench players do compared to the ones... <laughs> what's it called when they're not on the bench? The starters? The starters, thank you. Because my backup quarterback, I think his name is Matt Ryan, on the yeah. Falcons, he put up 24 points for me, but he was on my bench, so I didn't get those. I had Carson, yeah. Carson Palmer uh, from Arizona, and... He only put up 18, which I believe was less than projected or, like, right around. So that was kind of – I mean, I'm just looking at it now, and I'm like, gosh, that's, you know, however many points that I could have gotten. Yeah, yeah. You, you, since, I mean, you haven't suffered defeat yet, so you're not <laughs> really, like – you don't feel bad about those points quite yet. You know, you could have won by some more or whatever. But uh, once you lose a week – well, if you ever – who knows? Maybe you'll never lose a week. But once you lose a week and – you had cart and you had uh matt ryan on your bench and if that six more points could have won you the week that's when you're kind of like beating yourself up about it yeah but yeah so there's definitely i mean do, do you feel like you you have a better understanding or strategy moving into the second week for setting your lineup do you think that matt ryan's gonna make the lineup in the second week or i don't know let's see what he's projected for me versus palmer all right, so Palmer is projected at 16 points this week, and Ryan's at 13. Okay. So that's actually pretty close. I think I have some soul-searching to do on that one. <laughs> so, yeah, because Palmer's let you down already. So. Yeah, I, I mean, why should I trust him? <laughs> so Arizona plays Tampa Bay. Okay. And Atlanta plays the Raiders. Does that mean anything to you at this point? No. Okay. But it seems like people <laughs> care about that and that I should, that it means a lot. I mean, obviously there's the good teams and the bad teams, but right. I don't know them yet. So I don't think I would, I would venture to say that no one's really positive quite yet, but um, it's definitely something you keep an eye on as the year unfolds for sure. Yeah, I actually think like, I mean, the Steelers did great on Monday, but I don't think they were projected to do that well. They were projected to win oh, the week. Never mind. They're favored for sure. For sure, by um, I think three and a half points. Well, I thought the Redskins were. We were listening to a podcast. About, That's the only reason why I yeah. know this. <laughs> I thought I thought I'm pretty sure the Steelers were, but um, but people definitely didn't think they were gonna win as big as they ended up winning. So that's I mean that's something you keep your your eyes on. Does that mean that the Steelers are better than everyone thinks, or does it actually mean that the Redskins are worse than everyone thinks? You know, and so no one's really sure right now. So I mean, but it's worth keeping your eye on that type of thing. So you're definitely right um, that you probably should. Keep that in mind. Yeah, I'll do my best. I still don't. <laughs> I still don't know too much about it. Yeah. And I, I feel like I need to find a Twitter account that's like quick fantasy fast facts that you need to know for this week. Because I actually <clears throat> didn't know. I wouldn't have known to take out Gronk other than that you saw it on Twitter and mentioned it to me. Yeah. Because he had a queue next to him pretty much all like late last week but then which was like questionable but he wasn't out until pretty late in the game but i didn't know like i didn't know to like go in and you know check on 
Friday or Saturday and make sure I take them out. So yeah, that's a learning experience for you, right? That you actually have to kind of monitor these guys um, as the week goes on, especially the questionable ones. Mm-hmm. Um, because things can happen because they practice all week and stuff like that. Especially you'll find out if you continue playing, especially if you continue to own Gronk, the Patriots are like notoriously frustrating when it comes to player health and whether or not they honestly report it and things like that. So it it's a little bit of a headache working with them, but it is what it is, you know. I would say one of my other disappointments was one of my wide receivers, Bryant, on the Cowboys. Yeah, Des, yeah. He put up zero points for me. Looks like he had one reception for eight yards, but that apparently didn't mean anything. No, that's not worth anything. In my scoring. So, and yeah. I know we're not PPR. Right, yeah, you don't get a point for a reception. So. Yeah, so that was that's a thing that people care about. Um, and I guess a lot of people do do that for their leagues. <laughs> So you get more points or points easier, it seems. Yeah, it makes um, wide receivers more valuable. That's basically oh, okay. what it shakes out. Yeah, because my Because they can re- score a lot of points. They can catch five or six passes, and that's six points, you know. Yeah, actually, Sanders put up five receptions for 49 yards, and I only got four points for that. Mm-hmm. So my wide receivers combined last week only gave me four points, whereas the other, my opponent, got 18 points for the wide receivers. And who are, who are their wide receivers? Hopkins and Edelman. Okay, DeAndre Hopkins and Julian Edelman. Yeah, Hopkins had a nice week, so that's... I mean, he had an okay he had week. A he had touchdown. a touchdown. So it seems like touchdowns are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> touchdowns. They're worth six points in your league, so uh, oh, okay. they're pretty important. I think it's only four for... Yours is probably for quarterbacks. A touchdown's only four points. Does that seem to make sense to you? Uh, yeah, I think we checked that yesterday. I think that's right. Right, yeah. You'll kind of get a feel for it. There's definitely different scoring systems out there. I, I'm I'm willing to say that you're using the ESPN standard scoring um, yes. because you probably didn't change anything since you we set up not. the league, right? No. Yeah, yeah. And I know I know from experience that that's a little bit of a, like a low scoring by comparison uh, system. So, but it is, yeah. It's a bummer to only get four points out of your wide receivers. Real quick on the scoring, I there seems to be both pros and cons that it's not standardized scoring. For everyone, you know, because I can't say like, oh, I got 99 points this week, but that doesn't really mean anything if I want to compare that to what you got in some of your leagues because nah. the scoring is completely different. And yeah, I, like I put up 147 points in one of my leagues. Yeah. But that was like a pretty average score. So I feel like that's both nice because people can customize their leagues and do whatever they want with their friends, but I don't know, I kind of feel like it separates everybody at the same time or my league's different than your league and i know we're not competing against each other but we could pretend we were yeah right so. no i, I kind of i get what you're saying that is interesting i never really considered that that the lack of standardized scoring in fantasy uh is both a like could be a bust yeah like that's kind of a bummer for for people who want like you said compare themselves to their friends or whatever who aren't in their league right yeah yeah i mean there's definitely some there's some basics like there's ESPN standard scoring is a big one because ESPN is one of the biggest fantasy websites so a lot of people actually participate in fantasy that way the other big one's PPR that you mentioned um, and basically that's the same scoring that you have but in wide receivers and running backs get a point for every reception they get so it just adds some more points to the game 
Uh, and then there's a bunch of customizations that you can have beyond that. Like, as a, just a random example, in one of my leagues, we give out bonuses for uh, long touchdowns. Like, if a wide receiver catches a 40-yard touchdown, they get a five-point bonus. Or even another league I have, we actually do, like, kind of a, a running back uh, carries PPR, um, point per carry, basically, which... Um, PPC. PPC, yeah. It's not a full point per carry. It's, like two-tenths of a point per carry or something along those lines but yeah we mix it up a little bit and really if you're a fantasy football purist you're just trying to figure out the way to make it like the most even or you know do something weird or i don't know that yeah the more and more like i think about what you said uh, i don't think i mind the idea of having like a standardized scoring system so that you can talk it's easier to talk to everyone about it yeah there's i mean but there's there's uh companies that kind of do that like if you ever do daily daily fantasy which is like you just kind of get a new team every week basically like all those scoring systems are pretty standard for like the companies that do that so you actually do like i could tell you that i put together a lineup last week that scored 120 points and you can go oh wow like my lineup scored 140 though so you probably should talk to me about it next time or something like or whatever so what do you feel like you have uh on the docket for this week, you do. It did seem like you maybe have a decision to make with quarterback. What else? Do you, I mean, have you looked ahead to the to your matchup or maybe doing any uh, waiver wire so transactions? I'm projected at 80 points with my current lineup. We'll see how Gronk's doing. I don't know what his current. I think he's still just questionable. I don't think he's like guaranteed to be out again this week yet. Mm-hmm. And so I'm at 80, and my opponent's projected at 83 points this week. All right. It's been a tight one, though. No, they did really bad last week, though. Your opponent? Yeah, I was making fun of them. Oh, um, you know this person. Like, well, I mean, I you know, know all of the people. But <laughs> yeah, he's this... just across from me. Or... Oh, okay, okay. Oh, so you've already done a little trash talk. Yeah, so I think that's going to be interesting towards the end of the week. And as t- as um, in terms of my team... Yeah, I think I'm going to want to look at my quarterback situation, but also I'm really mad that my, that, like I said, Bryant really had a, a non-existent game and Mark Ingram did poorly, although I think I'm, I'm comfortable keeping Ingram in. He's actually projected to do better than my other running back, Gordon. So Would it, would it make you feel better about Dez if I told you that he actually had two touchdown catches in that game? That got called back on oh, penalties. that's right. You did mention that. Yeah. So he tried. He tried really hard. Yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so, yeah. Then, otherwise, I think um, Gronk, obviously, will go back in if he's feeling like playing. And I'll probably actually keep Palmer in for another week. Just ride I, him out. Yeah. I mean, why not? He's projected at 16, and Ryan's at 13 points, so mm-hmm. the system's telling me to keep him in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, those are just projections, though, so. I wonder how many points my kicker got. Let's see. Your kicker? Yeah. What about the backup kicker that you drafted? Or no, you had a, do you have a backup kicker or do you have a backup yes, defense? Yes, I have a, no, I have a backup kicker. So my, <laughs> and what did my defense do? My defense put up 10 points. Compared to my opponent last week, their defense only got eight points. And okay. my kicker got eight points, which is, you know, better than my tight end and our, one of my running backs and both my re- wide receivers. So 
I mean, cookers aren't, they don't mean nothing. Yeah, they're not nothing. Um, I think what you'll observe with the kickers, though, is that they typically put up a pretty consistent number of points. I'm fine so, with that. So they cancel. The idea is that your kicker cancels out with your opponent's kicker most of the time. Most of the time, I think, is the key there. Because I got two points over my opponent because of him. I mean, yeah. When when you have a close game as you do, 99-97, I mean, every point counts. Yes. So. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I think that's pretty much what I... What I'm thinking for this week, I'm still really into it. I'm still excited. None of your uh, players got hurt or anything? Not, I, I mean, beyond Gronk. No, everybody's pretty, pretty healthy, it seems. I don't know. Some of them have that little red, red, like, newspaper next to them or whatever it is. Oh, that just means, like, hot news or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you haven't clicked on it yet. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, everybody seemed to be, seemed to be fine. Yeah, that's, I, I mean, it's pretty lucky that you avoided any injuries for the first week. Yeah, tell them about your your biggest injury. When you play in five leagues, you're going to have someone go out in the first week, usually. That's just always the way it works. My one wide receiver, Keenan Allen, he's on injury reserve, so I have to kind of figure out what I'm going to do about that. But, you know, that's just part of playing. But what I feel like hurts the most for you and that was you, it's in your auction league. Auction league, yeah. And... You paid a lot of money for him. <laughs> yeah, I spent I spent probably a good a good chunk of my bankroll, not like too much, but like a decent amount. And yeah, that definitely hurts whenever you lose that because in the auction league you're you're, you're expecting a certain point production per dollar, and when you lose you know thirty or thirty five dollars, uh, that hurts your overall point production likelihood. So yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> uh, but we'll, I'll figure it out. There's always really good ad drops and waiver guys at some point through the season, so I keep my eyes on that pretty close. The only other thing I want to say is everyone at work is still still really into it. Um, my boss was like, oh, this game's so much fun. Thank you for inviting <laughs> me. I was like, oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really neat, you know? I think I said it in the first episode that, like, Fantasy Bowl is pretty sweet because it's a game really anyone can play, and uh, it keeps you just gives you something to talk about with pretty much anyone at this point. I mean, so many different people play it, and yeah, it's really easy to have fun. It really is. And it doesn't take up too much of my time because I don't watch the game, so, you know, that obviously you have to watch the game, and then you can come in on Monday morning and talk about the game, so yeah, yeah. that's a big time part of the consumption. Culture. Yeah, but it, I think that you can still get, you can still have a good time and get a lot out of it, even if you don't do that, because you become attached to these players and you know their names you might not know what they look like but <laughs> you still are reading you know them. what gronk looks like i do know what gronk looks That's like yes matters. there you go yeah no i think i think this week we should get you to try and uh watch maybe one of your players play so you can root for them you know like you didn't watch d'angelo play on monday and that, that's no. you know he he can tell he knows when he you're knows. not rooting for you he would have put up more points if he knows. yeah he had had even better week if he knew you were sitting there rooting for him so or, i mean i can tweet at him you know yeah maybe maybe just you know like hey shout out d'angelo for carrying me in this fantasy football week he might really uh appreciate that i <laughs> I'm probably sure, pretty sure he probably gets that a lot at this probably. point he's killing it how so. much do you think they i mean they're all they have to be aware of like what they're projected that week and like if they're you know a good fantasy player quote unquote i feel like they must be aware and 
kind of interested in that. I think it goes back and forth. Um, you'll see some of the players will tweet because they like they do play, they participate in fantasy football, and so they'll be like, "I drafted myself. You should too." Type of stuff, <laughs> you know. But then you also see like the bad parts of it, where like someone like Keenan Allen, who got who's on injury reserve, he tore his MCL. I'm like that really stinks. You know, that's a huge bummer for him as a professional. Like that's his job and that's his livelihood, and he's not gonna be able to do it. And he obviously really loves playing football, and he's done doing that for the rest of the season. And that's kind of what he works towards in the whole off season. But then there'll be a bunch of people who like tweeted him and like, "Oh, you stink! Like, yeah. why'd you tear your MCL? You ruined my fantasy football season." And it's like, guys, it's just a game, you know. Yeah. Like, this is their livelihood, and, and you know that 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 does stink. See, I think it goes both ways. I think, and I, I would probably guess for the most part, they don't pay attention to it because more than likely there's a lot more negativity towards them uh, than there is positivity, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, that's the internet for you. Right, yeah, big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that pretty much does it, unless you have anything else. No, I don't think so. I'm excited for this week, but... Right, cool, cool. All right, so, um, yeah, that's it. We will, uh, Thanks for listening again, everyone, and you know we appreciate the time you guys give to us each week, and uh, we'll talk to you again later. All right, see you so. next time.